0: Oh,
1: yeah. Hi. Episode 61. 61. Because as you well know, we cannot do round numbers <laughs> on no, we're, we're going to
0: simulcast 40, 50, and 60.
1: 40, 50, and 60. We have got something pretty special. We right actually now. have
0: got something. That's a funny thing. People oh, it think sounds there's like a,
1: there's builders in upstairs. Yeah,
0: it's, but people think this is some sort of waiting for God, oh, joke. <laughs> but actually something will happen. We do
1: have something special. Well, if only he'd reply to our emails. Do you or think she. Do you think he, All or them. She, do you think he, she, or that collective have tired of us? Yes. Do you think they were fobbing off when they said February? Yes. And they're thinking it's so far away they'll have forgotten by then. Yes,
0: who are these odd people? Still, right. I can always. You can
1: always revoke
0: revoke certain privileges, things, yes. And then they'll remember.
1: It's true. I can't yeah. believe you've got the builders in upstairs. We
0: do, yeah. Uh, they're building a, an upper studio. Yes, yeah,
1: so right. We're going to have an upstairs studio. It's glass roofed yes. studio. Next time we do With a big reunions. atrium. That's be absolutely lovely. I don't know what enjoy. the acoustics would be
0: like. A, a, a lovely, beautiful glass roof, but. Basically putting foam rubber eggshells all over the right. place to dampen it, the ruining glass. it. Yes.
1: That's the plan. Yeah, Nick, indeed. what are we not discussing this week? This week we're not discussing whether isn't
0: it, isn't it now time that libraries have become a lifestyle choice we can do without. That's
1: beautifully phrased. Yes. and As the big
0: society closes them all down. That's right. So big society equal, close them all down. That's
1: right. big society of poor people without enough money to do anything. So when you hear big society,
0: what do you genuinely think?
1: I suppose if we can, aren't being paid for anything, and there are no jobs left. We will have to volunteer for things. Yeah,
0: like oh. um, sawing off people's legs. And stuff. That's right. No, but when you oh, think, I don't
1: want to talk about big society. No, but
0: when you hear big society, what do you genuinely think? Because actually, well, feel I'll, a little bit sad. No, inside. but I'll tell you what I think. It's yes. a bit. It's 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 a rep- repetition of what the Tories did last time with um, care in the community. Um, oh, that?
1: yes, Karen, because what country.
0: it does is it sounds like the sort of thing that liberal people have wanted for mm-hmm. a long time. you know, mm-hmm. let's rehabilitate um mentally ill people mm-hmm. in society, not locking them up in institutions. What it really meant was yes. let's close down all the important institutions which did look after particularly yep. vulnerable people, um save all the money, close them all down, fire all the people, and kick them out into the street. care in the community there you go um similarly the big Nick? society what are we drinking. You, you've got the bike. Uh, I just
1: trying to change this. That's it's it.
0: Italian beer. It's
1: like Oh, it's going to build up to that exciting revelation. It's Italian beer. The people at home guessing, will it be rum? Will it be rum? It never me? is these Please days. Please let it be Remember rum. Remember when it always used to be rum in the good oh, old days? Old days. Good old days. It turns out that rum costs like 15 quid a bottle. Yes. but so This podcast already cost me enough money. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally claiming all the travel back on tax. Which mean,
0: you can do, it. Absolutely. Yeah? You certainly can. It's uh, a business light,
1: Light-bodied, crisp and refreshing from the town of Biella, Piemonte. In Italy. It is Italian lager brewed with pure spring water from the Alps.
0: Excellent. Italian Alps. People forget that the Alps... It's conditioned
1: for 35 days.
0: Not 34.
1: Not 35 months. Not 36. Especially brewed for Mark and Spencers.
0: Good. Let's try it. It
1: Smells like beer. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I thought it smelled It smells so generic beer, yeah. but it's actually very light, which is quite. It nice. is.
0: I, I. It is nice and and rebe- that is
1: surprisingly refreshing. I
0: quite like it. It is properly refreshing without being sickly, mm. sicky. It
1: doesn't taste all hopsy and all sick. Yeah, yeah. What I and that's pretty good actually. Do, I'm, li- I'm liking. And it. And
0: do remember mm-hmm. the alcohol-free beer we had those weeks oh, ago. Oh gosh, that was. And awful. then taste this.
1: Yes, I've, uh, I've got a half drunk bottle of banana bread beer in the fridge. Oh, really? It says it's, so it's as nice as, as, as It tastes banana y, yes, it's pretty good. It's,
0: sure it definitely should taste like banana bread.
1: But I think in a future episode we should have banana bread beer, and in another future episode we should definitely uh, take part in this new cult of uh, alcoholic ginger beers. Oh, really? which I'm very much enjoying. The best one of is all. Is it a
0: cult? Because, I mean, I've only known of one so far. But there's crabbies, isn't there? Which I'm, I'm so I do really... love ginger beer, so it's... an alcoholic ginger exactly. beer does make sense. And,
1: going in for, you know, I don't really enjoy many alcohols, but alcoholic ginger beer is delicious because mm. it tastes like pudding, as all as all alcohol should. Mm-hmm. And you can get it in pubs, so I can now just enjoy a drink in a pub at last.
0: Oh, can you get it now? Yes, pubs? it seems
1: that everywhere I've gone seems to be crabbies Crabbies, crabbies, I love a I just assumed was an yet another cider because yeah, it's called crabbies. Oh. Um, but it seems to be the natural consequence of all this, this, this b- bloom of various pear ciders and so on, hmm. is uh, ginger beer having a resurgence, and which it... is great. But the best one of all is Sainsbury's Taste the Difference. It's actually a lot better, really? I think. It's much nicer ginger beer, yes. It's more ginger, ginger, ginger beer, beer or than... ginger beer? It's more gingery than the others. Is it
0: ginger beer that it... tastes the difference, one, or is it just ginger beer? I don't
1: know. Oh, is it alcoholic it's... ginger beer? It's alcoholic ginger beer, wow. but it tastes much more gingery sometimes ginger, than ginger
0: beer is just strong ginger ale.
1: Yes, no, this is nice. It's very good. It's actually
0: ginger. John, I'm feeling
1: quite tired. Why? I might have another somnambulistic podcast.
0: Why are you feeling tired?
1: I'm just lazy.
0: You are quite lazy.
1: Very lazy. I've been up for more than three hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's it's true. It's awful. How was your sleeping recently?
1: Oh, I t- sleep terribly. If I sleep well, I have nightmares, and if I don't, I don't sleep well.
0: I've not had a proper nightmare in decades. Have
1: you not? No. But you can have some of mine. I'll have an,
0: an annoying dream, but not actually a nightmare. I, something in me seems to stop me from actually having panicky horrible oh, horror nice. film I'm, I'm this, It's so
1: yeah. light. It's it really is good. it's
0: like a refreshing spritzer. It is, isn't mm. it? Because
1: normally with beer you go oh that's not and then you go oh no it's just not. So that first mouth first mouthful of beer mm. on a hot day can be very refreshing, but then actually by the time you're down to an aftertaste it's just a malty, messy, dark <laughs> flavour in your mouth. Sticky. This is actually quite,
0: nice. It is, it is, it is quite mm. nice. So um so you what time do you go to bed overnight?
1: Average bedtime is between half one and two. Too late. That would be normal. You need to pull back. Nick, considering I normally say goodnight to you is the last thing I do before I go to bed, you can hardly tell me off for this. Yeah, I've got a baby but you're who's that... asleep at that point. Exactly, so you have no excuse. And you've got a wife lying next to you who's asleep at that point. Yeah. Are you chatting to me on your netbook or your iPhone most nights? Um, do you, usually,
0: usually Do you think Netflix. the
1: listeners are encouraged to learn the two of us are chatting it? One in the morning most nights. <laughs> so it isn't actually most nights. I say it? chatting, we're normally ferociously arguing. Yes. I like that actually. We are far nicer to each other in real life than we are online.
0: What um, do you mean in real life than we are online? Oh yes. Yeah, oh, pre- yes, in yes. each other's presence. Oh, online, you're a real bitch.
1: Online, you behave so badly. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're talking about this. I can't believe we haven't before. Yeah. You behave so badly online. What Nick does, dear listener, <laughs> is, uh, audience friend of mine, yes. is that he checks his mobile phone all the way through the Is that Adam? You've got to rescue <laughs> him. You've... Victoria's ignoring him, the poor man stuck at the <laughs> yes, train station This yes. is an
0: awful behaviour <laughs> anyway, Will you at
1: least text him back No again?
0: I won't, I'm listening to your anecdote Because I'm nice
1: <sighs> So Nick will make, Nick What he likes to do is he likes to deliberately upset me I'm assuming I, either you're mentally ill Or you do it purely to provoke me So what he'll do is like Nick has a giant red reset button On all his assumptions about me So uh, he tes- has his terrible assumptions Or thinks the worst of me in many ways And then I will painstakingly correct him Or tell him the truth and at the end of it, he'll finally have accepted X or Y. And then the next day, he's just he's just thumped his fist down on his reset button and we're back where we started. So it's, I hate this, or I have refused to do that. I am too scared to stay over in his house, despite the... no matter how many times. I never come to London. I always back out at the last minute, despite that I'm in London right now and i frequently come to London to see him. If I say, I can't make it, oh, you always refuse. You're too afraid to come to London. Got some... Issues that you are not get on. And it's, it's so aggressively pitched and it's not, you never say, ask me a question. What you do is you tell me the worst possible answer I could give is my opinion. Yes. And we have to, we have to retrospect, we have to painfully work our way backwards to the truth from there. Whereas mm. you could say, John, do you like X? What you say instead is, John, you think this terrible thing. Yes. And then argue with me until I finally get you back to something close to the truth. Yes. And it takes me maybe two hours of mad frustration to get there and then you reset back to the start again. Yes. Whereas in, in, in my presence you're polite and you're fun and are yes. respectful. But online, what is it? What is your motivation behind doing that? I think it's possible. Maybe you,
0: maybe you're awful online. Is it?
1: I am. I'm terrible. I react in the worst possible way to your doing you act this. like a
0: little teenage girl, and
1: I, I am rude to you. I'm unnecessarily rude. I call you names. I get angry. <laughs> People would I be I surprised. People
0: would be surprised if they read some of these logs, wouldn't they? Yes, but
1: I think you're, they'd be. I think you know. I've shown I show Laura the the comments that inspire it from you, and she can see why I react that way. She's, she's actually quite. And Laura is very quick to tell me off for of being rude to people. I'm mm. rude to people quite often, and she's very quick to tell me off. But she sees how you provoke me, and she's like, "Yeah, well, fair enough then." <laughs> so <laughs> she's not she's not forgiving of my behaviour certainly, but in these contexts, she is. Mm. So I think we are we rub each other up ridiculously. It's an extraordinary. We've conducted the majority of our friendship online mm. for something like fifteen years now. Yeah. And we're still great friends, despite the fact that we just constantly abuse one another. <laughs> yes, maybe that you're more insidious. I'm more outrageous. Yeah, you're you're thing.
0: you're a little one-dimensional in your um, <laughs> in your offence. I think I I've, I'm subtler.
1: Um, and you like to say, "Oh, I see that this thing you agree with." There's some bad things happening in the news. You'll be like, "Oh, I see that you'll be you'll be pleased to see that this happened." John. Like what? And that's di- well, like I don't know. The big a, a Christian has has murdered a gay person, and you'll <laughs> say to me, "I assume you'll be you'll be pleased to see that this mur- this gay person's dead now at the hands of Christians." Yes, and it's. Well, know, I assume you are. But you don't exactly you don't say it as a joke. Sometimes you're joking and yeah. I make I joke back going, Yes, of course, thank goodness the yeah. the gay person it, whatever but sometimes you're quite serious about this and, and it's so ins- it's so insulting to assume such terrible things. Talking about
0: me. lovely Christians, remember yes. uh, about a month ago
1: Stephen Green of mm-hmm. Christian Voice. You genuinely want to go through with this yeah. so late on. Yeah,
0: but well, I th- I think it's still interesting in that mm-hmm. I mean Stephen Green What what's interesting about it is how easy it is to become. I love the... how
1: unrepentant you are for this, by I'm the way. I'm very repentant of how I As react. Should be. I overreact and I apologize yeah. to you afterward. And I always say I'm sorry and you're very generous in forgiving me for my stupid, yeah. stroppy ways. Yes, of course. But so. you have no repentance at all no, for the no. awful
0: way that you treat me. No, not me. So. Um, <laughs> so, 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 I mean, this. It, what's interesting about Stephen Green is it shows you how easy it is to become the spokesman for something. Oh so he basically became the spokesman for all Christians. Why? Because he was basically because he was. He seems to be pretty much been unemployed and had his mobile phone on. He was always <laughs> available to answer the phone, and that's, that's how right. it works. Well, um, no,
1: it was it was Jerry Springer in the Opera to do the complete history of Stephen yeah. Green. He actually goes back way before that. Yeah. He was he was somehow getting himself into the media. I think in the, as early as the late 80s.
0: Christian Voice. He they
1: called this called his organization Christian Voice, and he was. He was not good at, but the media were lazy enough to believe that he yes. was a large-scale operation. Yes. With many supporters. He never has been. And I think at the peak, he had a couple of hundred. Well, he people.
0: gave, he gave good, he gave good pithy things that oh, were fairly outrageous. And more importantly, things. he was always available. Yes.
1: yes. And so, Jerry Spring, oh, excuse me, this beer is making me hiccup. Mm-hmm. Jerry Spring and the opera. Yeah. Uh, was the, his, 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 his real arrival onto the scene and so the
0: Jerry's Jerry's the opera which I saw which I quite enjoyed
1: I saw it on television and I thought it was weak but I saw it live I, did you was it, imagine being live it would have a lot more was, I actually
0: liked the music yeah, oh, the
1: music was very good yeah. I, lo- I liked a lot about it what I didn't like about it was it just felt un- it just wasn't funny enough When it was trying to be funny. I think its weakness was it wasn't that funny. Yeah, it wasn't that funny. It certainly wasn't offended. No, it wasn't at
0: all offended. In a sense, it was almost not offensive enough. In fact... It was sort of didactic and... Yes. And actually... It felt a little bit afraid of criticising
1: Jesus. It was afraid and actually, if you actually analyse it carefully, it was fairly orthodox. What, did they have gay Jesus in a nappy at some point or something like that was as... Well, a character that thought it was, thought thought wacky, was Jesus, yeah. but in the end, they yes. had to
0: say there was a fight between Jesus and the devil, mm-hmm. and Jesus won in the end. Yes, uh, that's right. Which is, it, it was actually, if you pull away all the all oh, nor in a nappy, it was yes. actually fairly orthodox stuff, to be
1: honest. It that, was, that was the there irony was, say, of it. Behold, have you read Behold the Man? No. Um, it's Michael Moorcock novel about a guy who uh, gets a time machine. Hmm. And he's written it in the 50s, I think, and he chooses to go back to see, he's a Christian, he wants to go back to see the life of Christ. Right. So he goes back in time and he wakes up and the time machine delivers him into the middle of some desert where he's stuck for 40 days and 40 nights and he can only survive by eating locusts and honey. And eventually he meets a man uh, called John who helps him get out of the situation I think I can in. see where
0: we're going with If
1: this. only, it's almost a brilliant book. Yeah. It's such, if that were where it was going, it would be and so... And suddenly he ends up being exactly. the Jesus he wants to visit. But yes. instead, it goes off and... It goes on in another direction. It's actually a very good book still. But so Maybe I, I'll read it then. I wish one. it had gone that way. But instead, it goes into... He actually meets the Christ. Uh-huh. He meets Jesus, who is not the Christ at all. Yeah. Um, He's, in fact, a mentally retarded man <laughs> who's living in his adult life, <laughs> yeah. is living with this ghastly, fat, slutty woman called his, mo- his mother, Mary. Well, um, and in the book, the character we're following has sex with Mary... Right. while Jesus stands in the corner giggling and dribbling and watching. <laughs> so it, he, it goes to an extreme to be offensive. That sounds, yeah, but it, that's so offensive it just becomes ludicrous. Well, exactly. Slutty Mary has become a catchphrase between me and friends like Kieran. We just referred oh. to Slutty Mary because of this character in this yeah. book. Um, But he does, and to yeah. spoil the book for everyone, it's 60 years old, screw yeah. you. He does, eventually, he decides... Because Jesus is a gibbering idiot, <laughs> yes. he has to fulfill that role and he eventually gets crucified <laughs> in Jesus's place. I mu- I wished it had been the book where, you know, being in the desert, I wish it had been the book where he inadvertently lives the life of Christ right. and yes. then dies and becomes Christ. But because he realizes that the Christ, that Jesus is is, a, is an imbecile and, and will never amount to anything, he, does he it desperately wishes there to be Christianity, yeah, he becomes. He so you still got this paradox yeah. and he steps into the role and he dies on the cross. Um Which is a really interesting idea, and it's yeah. a really interesting book. But that is a fantastically blasphemous and challenging yeah. idea. Yeah. Jerry Springer the Opera doesn't even square no, no, close no. to it. No. But it was—it entertained me. It was funny. Yeah. It was just—I thought it was a bit weird in places where it just seemed to be a bit. It just seemed to be a bit excited about swearing in a way. you should really have got over when quite Richard four. Herringy. Yes, oh, it yeah. was a little bit, wasn't it? But it was—it was fine. It was, certainly didn't offend me as a Christian. No. Um, so Stephen Green, very angry about this. Yeah. Absolutely fuming. And other um, and the
0: gays as well at the time. But this was the big thing. He was yes. angry about the police
1: gays. Oh he'd written a novel in the past about not a novel, it's a book, a guide to how evil gays were in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Um but he uh, he protested so very loudly, but he did a lot of very silly things. He published the BBC directors and managers' home phone numbers and said yeah. people should phone them to abuse them and he protested about the 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 show on beaming on the TV and he managed to generate all these complaints from people who hadn't seen it and the Daily Mail jumped on board and very excited about campaigning against this and yeah. they generated the, most of the complaints yeah, yeah. from people who'd never seen that, who didn't watch the programme no of course not um, and then he started campaigning against the show itself the stage show uh, which was just due to start touring and many of the theatres in which it was meant to show cancelled not because they were offended by the show but because they didn't want the, the, the bad publicity of the Stephen Green, Green Voice. Was yeah yeah Public public, and so he saw this as a victory, and the show I think eventually went bankrupt. Yeah, his something like that, yes. So what and should think, have been Lee And Lee's, I think
0: Stuart Lee got very ill and just basically. Yeah, I think he had a horrible time. Now his yeah.
1: reaction to it, um, I forget which show. It's not nineties comedian, is it? I'm not sure. Which it's the one where he the hot. It's an where Stuart Lee who was the, the librettist. Yes. It's have you watched it? No. It's Utterly brilliant. He. Um, the whole probe, the whole stand up is many different topics and stuff, but it, with a meandering through it is how he was so damaged by this blasphemy case and how much it hurt him and how it broke him. Well, I haven't explained.
0: Stephen Green wanted to sue him for blasphemy because this but- country. Even five, ten years ago, had blasphemy mm-hmm. laws. Now, Interestingly, now it was the blas- this case that brought
1: yeah. it to the light, brought blasphemy laws to the light and got them canned, I think.
0: Yeah, but now we've got, we've still got blasphemy laws. The that they've, been, they've been extended to all religions. Now, now the Muslims can be annoyed as well.
1: That's right. So, but, but the, what's interesting about the Stuart Lee show is none of this is true. In fact, he's building up to the most blasphemous denouement you've ever seen. He talks, it's, he's um, coming in Christ's hair. So he gets it all out of his awful, system then, yeah. Hideous. Just vile ending. And it's an amazing build up. I don't, I know almost no one I would dare show this DVD to. I think Laura probably about the only person I dare show it to. Oh, who wouldn't just. You'd think, show it to the old lady in church. Who wouldn't just. Old lady. I, I, when I first heard about Betsy, I assumed that she was elderly, but yeah. she's not. She's in her thirties. Um. Yeah, it's, it's horrendously offensive. So, again, so he gets it all out of his system, does he? Well, no, it's just the whole point is he's pretending that he can't it... cope with the blasphemy and how it's affected him and how he started wondering about <laughs> Christianity and all this. But actually, he's yeah. building up to do the most blasphemous thing anyone's ever done on stage. And right, It is spectacular. Fair enough. Um, and I, I was like, not again, not offended, but just just witnessing. Maybe I was offended. Maybe it was just because it was talking about, a, you know, Jesus, who's obviously important to me. But I knew it wasn't really. It was, a, mm. it, was, a, it, was a, it was a joke. It's very strange. Anyway, so Stephen Green became very famous and became the go to man. You should talk, sir. I talk too much. You talk.
0: Well, I mean, he basically every time that there'd be something on the radio about, oh, the, a lady who was wearing her cross and the cross kept dipping inside the soup was told maybe the cross shouldn't dip in the soup. Yes, and right. then she said, I'm being persecuted for my mm-hmm. beliefs. You wouldn't do this if I were a Muslim or a Yid. Well, how dare you, etc. And Stephen Green would come <laughs> on and say, Stephen Green would come on and say, oh, you see, Satan has taken over and nobody's allowed to be Christly in mm-hmm. this country anymore. We used to be a Christian country. Now we are just a pit of sinners. It's and political correctness. It's political Oh, Health and safety immigrants gone mad and the gays and the gays and the gays. Okay. And so they would ask for the Christian point of view on, mm-hmm. r- on Radio 4. So, all uh, BBC now, News. Now or... we've now we've had the evil atheist. Now let's hear <laughs> what the Christians have to say. Stephen Green is the voice of all Christians. Stephen, over to you. And he'd have his little quote and he Who's that an impression of? Um a, a mixture of, of, of Radio Four people. Okay. Um and so he would do that and then he would um say something slightly um, is
1: anyone going to get Adam by the way is the poor no. man just sitting at the ch- yes.
0: oh, say no. something slightly witty and yes
1: uh, so, it was sometimes not witty that's giving him too no, much no credit. he say
0: something that he thought was pithy but actually was just a bit nasty yes and um, then and then then that would be what Christians thought mm-hmm. and I always wondered what you thought when he did that as the voice of all Christians. and so
1: you would come to me asking so I suppose you agree with this since he he's a since a he's the he's voice of all <laughs> Christian yes um, and you say yeah oh, well, I really should I cannot believe it. I'm I am I am like a I'm so stupid because you all are. I should do is just agree with you, yes. and they wouldn't have the rows.
0: Exactly, just agree with me all the <sighs> time. But
1: then, unfortunately, you, I mean, did that. you, you need to learn that. The, you need, to, you need later, to learn that. Did. You need
0: to learn that for your marriage as well. Just agree, <laughs> with don't have any row.
1: I'm training you here,
0: I'm giving you marriage guidance before it that happens. Thing, I appreciate it. It's yeah. important to have. You such have a blissful marriage now because you'll know how to deal. I think
1: you're being telephoned again.
0: Oh yes, just switch that off. <laughs> um, oh.
1: So. Boy.
0: So 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 basically, he was he was the voice of all Christians for many years, and and
1: um he, even though, and that, the th- what's interesting is that even though he had publicly said that he believed there was no such thing as marital rape, mm. he had made that clear and un, <laughs> yes. you know it's biblically, you bad, can't have. Yeah. It cannot. There's no such thing as marital rape yeah. because uh, a wife should submit to husband's desire at all sex. times. Um, or be forced to Even though he was saying that They would still go to him for this Christian perspective And and so and they would go to him for the Christian side And then they would go to someone Intelligent <laughs> and witty For a, a, yeah. an agnostic or an atheist Or humanist perspective All yeah. they would go, unfortunately they would keep going to the humanist society Or various other yeah. sort of silly shouty Twitty groups who just like to go, oh, Christians are ruining everything, and then bete- they're just so stupid because they act like Stephen Green is representative of Christians, and this whole thing becomes incredibly he tedious. all Christians. And then you've had media balance. You've mm. gone to the humanist <laughs> yeah. society and you've gone to Stephen Green Well, you've done your balance journalism <laughs> yes. at that point, haven't but you? But does balance. And no one with half a brain cell spoken about the subject yet. Mm. I, d- I, d- I said at the time of Jerry Spring and the Opera, and I've ne- never done anything about it, and I really should have, maybe still should, maybe it's, it's mm. not too late, is create an organisation to whom the media can go to get a perspective from Christians who would say, Jerry Springer, the opera, well, it was kind of weak in its jokes, but it certainly wasn't blasphemous. Mm. I mean, if it was blasphemous, it was for satirical effect. Yes. Yeah, it was fine. Mm. Not really bothered. Wish it had been a bit funnier. You mm. know, but obviously wouldn't make such a good copy. No, Maybe it would, maybe Christians supporting the show and saying they have every right to maybe free speech. He, and... do for,
0: I, I would, I, so, so this is the guy, and we've been setting him up. Mm-hmm. And then what happened?
1: Oh, it turns out he's a wife beating, child beating Well, uh, allegedly
0: Although he hasn't come back He think hasn't quite... denied anything, has he?
1: Uh, um... And and his
0: wife was saying in quite a serious kind of Yes He was like, um, you know, I could only put up with so much of this For so many years and mm-hmm. some 20, 26 years yeah. to put up with it for And went into the details of basically He was practising what he preached, literally
1: he was beating. Women
0: his, can't, must submit, yes. Uh, that's right,
1: he's beating his children and making them work in the He wasn't sparing the rod. No, and no, no. She claims all this is alleged. She claims these things. Mm. I assume they're true. Well, he may be proud um, of it
0: for all we know, yes. Do you know I, there was one. I wasn't sparing the rod. There was
1: one guy, A lawyer on Twitter who said, let's be careful because this is the Daily Mail and they're not exactly adverse to it. Well, For instance, there was that other story going around a few weeks ago yeah. about the woman who. Um, had been asked oh, about moving oh, to the... I, I, know it, you, right. I know you. I know you're annoyed about the woman, but the print, But what remains the case is they interviewed her, and then they ran photographs of her and in, an interview with her in which not a single word was anything she said. Mm-hmm. Exact. The exact opposite of what she said, and they Some credited type, yeah, it all to yeah, you yeah. her with photographs. Yeah. The Daily Mail is willing to do that. Yeah. So and this guy said, "Let's be careful. This is the Daily Mail. She may not have said any of these things." Mm. And he was suddenly under vicious attack from these various feminist bloggers. Who just attacked, How dare you? you're just assuming that because the man hasn't said anything yet, yeah. we haven't heard all. You haven't heard his side. We well, have you, to know what his la-
0: you know what, ladies are like. They miss the point.
1: That's what all ladies yes. are like. It was such a strange reaction to the guy. Is. And I understand it's a sensitive issue. The idea that if he were saying, "Hang on a second, we need to hear whether the man agrees with the for the battered wife," that is a problem. But he's saying it's the Daily Mail who yeah, make up interviews. Exactly. The Let's Daily Mail care.
0: might have not said anything like that.
1: Exactly, it may have been that. entirely fabricated for all we know. Yeah.
0: Um, but it, as far as I know, that isn't the case. It doesn't seem case. to be the case.
1: No. But then I just had it for a little bit of fun on my blog at the time going, I listed through... Because um, the email decided, now he's not they, they, He's they, not the voice of all Christians. Not only did they say that, but they talked about him as if they'd, this is something that they'd always hated. They talked about 20 years ago, the first signs of his fundamentalism and extremism were showing through. Yes, and
0: they um, always knew the day they, that.
1: Exactly. This was uh, evident from the start. He's a, they call him a monster. They call yeah. him all these different names. Fifteen days before, <laughs> they'd gone to him for a quote. <laughs> yes. um, a good quote.
0: A, a quote uh, as, right, as a, a friendly quote. Yes, a friendly yes. quote. And in
1: fact, they describe him as a, who represents Christians, he yes. said in the piece. Um. So, just quite spectacular, and then I went. So I decided to go back through the last two, ye- just the last two years worth of mm. times they'd gone to him for quotes, and it was absolutely spectacular. How you know, because the, they say no one ever challenged him, and all this It was like you know, the unchallenged, allowed freedom. Like he took an advert out in the New Statesman, which, by the way, was very happy to run the advert, of course. Yeah. In which he said that uh the HPV vaccine, oh yes, was um, uh, was in, was causing st- f- infertility, yeah. infertility. Uh, which is, and the reason it was causing this is because when girls have, have HPV, when It I the causes virus, them
0: immediately to have sex.
1: It causes them to believe that they are now protected in, in, for sex, and therefore they will be more promiscuous, and therefore they are more likely to contract STIs that lead to infertility. I say STDs. They're, do you? Yeah. Well, in, they're not diseases, so it's inaccurate of you I to say that. call them that, though. You say that because you're traditional. I
0: say venereal disease. VD. Do you say VD. I call them V D. <laughs> And then, and then that will make them infertile. So there you go. Yeah. So, so therefore, they so should be vaccinated them against inoculating cancer. them against an awful cancer, a, a
1: very deadly cancer that's the most easily yeah. prevented. Yeah. But one of the hardest to treat.
0: You know, you Christians don't really like preventing that sort of. Cancer. That's right.
1: We want girls to get yes. cervical cancer. That's yeah. our ultimate, especially teenagers. If they can get cervical cancer and die in their in their teenagers or twenties, <laughs> that's for the best. Glory. That's what Jesus would have wanted. As long wanted. as they don't have sex. That's. And right. the um, the ASA advertising Standards agency or whatever authority, authority yeah. said uh, you may not, because they, as Private I like to point out, they don't actually prevent negative adverts getting out, they prevent them, they're being repeated. Because as we know, advertising campaigns are very oft-repeated. Yes, of course. That's <laughs> what so we run them, and then we take them off for a bit, and we put them back on again. Hmm. No. Um, so they, what they do is they get to say that advert was naughty after it's been put out. Yeah. And so that's what they said. They said, you're not allowed to say these claims, because obviously it's completely untrue and unevidenced. Hmm. Um and so the Daily Mail ran a story saying how appalling it was yes. that the ASA had said this. and then Why it, are they told the truth? Then gave Stephen Green f- three or four solid paragraphs of completely mm-hmm. unchallenged ranting.
0: The child-smashing wife in order Stephen to ar- make
1: his arguments. That's right. And then 15 days later, he was... No, allowed, to... this was actually last year, but yeah. um, yes. So he's
0: a tr- they, they, They've done that on many times, actually, haven't they? they, they, they he was, there wasn't just one quote from him. The, oh, Club, over and over and over again. And I yeah, believe yeah. the, um, and the, the, the uh, Bishop of Croydon... Um Then links to your blog, so you're famous in the Christian. Bishop Mcroy
1: and a whole bunch of people. Um The editor of uh LiberalConspiracy.org. What's that? You know what LiberalConspiracy.org is. I better than I do. Yeah, right? but I'm. What's asking... his name? Sunny Hundell, I think his name is yes. the guy who runs it. Mm-hmm. It's a very left, but not very good at being left. Yes. I think it's pretty anti-Israeli in that left-wing well, it's a, way. Well, it's a sort of, it's a sort of left. left is so so left.
0: So left. It's right kind of right.
1: thing. It's not. It has some great articles occasionally, yeah, but. His position on. So, so, uh, so, he's linked, so he's linked, so he's
0: linked, so he's linked to you, and
1: they've all linked to you. Marcus Brigstock tweeted it. The Now his, Show! The Now oh, Show! Marcus Brigstock, who yeah. I I've always maintained is the one bit of the Now Show I don't mind. Yeah. Even though I did a horribly cruel impression of him <laughs> yes. on our 10th episode. Yeah, when we still, um, when we
0: did round number episodes. So back in the
1: olden days. And so yeah. he, he retweeted his 50,000 followers. Hmm. Or 49,000 something. Um, yeah. So How many fond- followers do you have? I have. Uh, I, around two, I think it's around two thousand
0: two hundred. Well, notice you don't really post that much anymore, though. On as with everything else you do, like I your Brian, like your blog, and your Brian day. the Bunny.
1: I tweet too often. I have to rein myself, stop myself from tweeting too often because I unfollow people who tweet too. You
0: often. don't tweet as much as Martin Coxall tweets.
1: I can't, so I don't follow Martin. I love Martin. He's a very good friend of mine, and I have him on my instant message, and I love to chat with him. But I, I would not want to be friends with him if I followed him on Twitter. No, there's a number, a large number of people with for whom that's the case. If I followed them on Twitter, I wouldn't. I think to it's, what
0: I find annoying is when. People go into the funny hashtag. Exactly, and that's what Marty Uh, does. He puts like twenty in a row. Most recently, they they said, "Um, "Let's let's replace bits of film titles with Uh, the word haggis. Film titles made better with the word haggis hash. So like, Gone with the Haggis. (laughs) 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 Do another one. Um, Instead of Born Free, Born (laughs) Haggis." F- fly over the cuckoo's haggis. Ah, ha, 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 I don't know. Um, haggis. Haggis! <laughs> for Brazil. I thought it was airplane. <laughs> 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 haggis. Air, air haggis. <laughs>
1: It's hilarious. The it's cook, so clever, the wife, thing, swap the, the haggers and her haggers. The haggers and her haggers, the haggers, the haggers, and the haggers
0: and her haggers. Yes, haggers, 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 haggers. Egg,
1: egg, I say, egg. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the
0: wizard of haggers. Oh, it's
1: so. And then funny you said, but you never have again, again and
0: again and again. You just get these thousands of them. Thousands, like, of them. thousands unfalle, in a
1: Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Yeah. Um, do you know that Apple keyboards don't have hash?
0: Yes, they do. They don't. How do you do hash then?
1: You don't. You have. To, I mean, imagine you yeah, have to really, the Alt. Uh, type yeah, our, it. no
0: option. You know that option, Oh, even. Apple key something. Yeah. The
1: only one of those I know is Alt um, zero Alt two four eight, which is an O with a diagonal line through it. E. To do for writing Swedish developers' names.
0: Do they have names?
1: Ragnar a
0: What does he make?
1: He made the longest journey, and he's currently making the secret worlds. Oh, you cried at the longest journey. I didn't cry at the longest journey. I cried at The sequel, Dreamful. I cried partly because it was so bad, and partly because it was so good.
0: What was bad?
1: Oh, you'd almost nothing to do in the game. You kind of you clicked on the character to the next scene, and then watched another amazing like Dragon's beauty- Lair. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. It's going back away, it's, yes. you watch another beautifully written cutscene, a wonderful story. But you, uh, yes, you have very little involvement at points. You walk through this archway, and suddenly I've solved enough puzzles to I completed the walking through the archway puzzle. Excellent. But it was oh, what a lovely, wonderful story. What an amazing game it was for a bad I game. don't think it was that good. Can you please answer... I want you to answer the phone to Adam on the podcast and apologise to him live on air. Actually, no, I don't know... Oh God, that's that... coming from America. Yeah, right? I
0: don't know who this is. So America's should... calling you. I shan't answer that because I don't wish to answer a call. Why me. would
1: America be answering you?
0: God knows. Phoning you. God knows. I certainly... Does he? Yeah, he does. Well,
1: he should. Being omnipotent, he should. I'm sure it's certainly not... San Francisco. I right? want to talk about some stuff that my friend Jim was teaching me a few weeks ago. Claps! That's going to oh, no. drive everyone crazy. Yeah. Um, he was telling me a couple of things. First, he was telling me <laughs> the ringing you again. Look. Yeah. Maybe Adam's got the tube all the way to America. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, he was telling me about the, um, the thingy moment when technology yes. becomes self-aware and can reinvent itself. Oh,
0: yes, yes, I understand that one. Yes,
1: That sounds quite exciting. I'm looking forward to that happening. But the question I want to ask you is, if AI becomes self-aware, does it automatically become self preserving, or will it does is self awareness naturally linked to self preservation
0: it's difficult to uh, there's a philosophical problem because you know well, yes if you, and and what level of self awareness
1: enough to know that it exists and therefore it can reprogram itself to be better as soon as that happens you'll have infinitely clever AI which is great, but does that mean it won't want to die and i don't see why it would mean that no. surely it would be just quite happy to be switched off it wouldn't care
0: yeah i mean. <sighs> It would have to. develop it developed a faith? At no, the same but, no, time. but you are, you are assuming that it will value its self-awareness and it will covet it. You don't have to covet self-awareness just because mm. you're self-aware, do you? No. The fact that we do is necessarily for our survival. Yes. So, but if we make something self-aware, but we, we disconnect that from the evolutionary process I quite that led to it.
1: I quite logically have no objection to being switched off because. Well, I do. You do, and I don't, which is strange because I don't take the, this. I don't come from this from a Christian perspective. If there were no afterlife and I was mm. switched off, I'd have no con- conscious of the consciousness of that, and therefore, why would but I, I because care?
0: Because we don't don't like the thought of that. But
1: not well, it wouldn't matter. Who cares what you like the thought of? You're switched off. so It doesn't matter.
0: Don't wish to be switched off. No, for sure, so you're off
1: while you're alive. As, as soon well, as the switching off moment comes, nothing. There would be no consequence of that.
0: For you. And, that and that's a problem. It's not a problem because you wouldn't conceive a problem. Yeah, but that's the problem. That's
1: not a problem. It that's, is a problem. It's not a problem because you're switched off. That's what? the point. And I think AI would understand that as well. It wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I, well, I have a consciousness of being switched off. So, so what if I'm switched off then? I'm not going to mind either way, am I? And the same is true of me. If there's no afterlife and I die, great. I don't care. <sighs> I don't want to die slowly and painfully. And I've got some things I would enjoy doing while I were alive. That if I stopped I wouldn't care I wouldn't have a con I wouldn't know I'd stop there
0: are plenty of people who think, well. oh I
1: never got to do X it's almost like there's, <laughs> there's a, a part of your of that. brain that's not
0: working if you can say that I, would say. I
1: disagree I think you're being massively illogical no massively illogical I enjoy being alive and I'm very as I enter my mid 30s I'm becoming very conscious of the fact that I'm going to be 40 and 50 and 16 dead mm. or maybe 17 and 18 dead mm. and therefore I'm thinking oh hang on a second there's so much I would like to make with I'd like to experience and perform as a, as a person who is alive has been given mm. this extraordinary gift of being yes. alive there's a lot i want to do with it and mm. so i'm passionate about doing stuff with my life and making my life be of worth mm. um but if i were to be to have a bus dropped on my head tomorrow how can i possibly no, worry about the
0: very philosophical thought of eternal extirpation in itself is horrific
1: i could okay, bit that you do you, Although do we you were, accept we both, being
0: both, you know we've both already experienced that
1: in we a Well, exactly. Yeah. But that's my point. It didn't bother you before you were alive, so it won't bother you. Well, it bothers me now. Death. But it won't when you die. You'll stop. The bothering is only while you're alive. That in the instance of death, that bothering will stop yes, bothering I you. Yes, know. Apart from the fact you'll be burning in the fiery pits yeah, yeah, and believe in the Lord yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I can still, I can As Stephen I, Green would let you know. Yeah, <laughs> I can still, I can
0: still be concerned by that eternity. I don't
1: like eternity. But you would not be experiencing eternity. You would not exist. Yeah, but I—I
0: I don't like the thought of that.
1: I don't—I don't like the thought of your not existing. But I don't mind the thought of my not existing because no, if I, I don't exist, who cares? I won't perceive it. But if you died, I would miss you. No,
0: no, no. I don't understand no. you why you think about it for yourself. Because the very thought of it, I like patient's thought that the thought that your, 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 your ego, your ego, your ego will never experience itself again. Mm-hmm. So, that itself is horrific.
1: It's not horrific, because your ego would John, not ever experience You are never going to experience Not experience John, yourself, so why give it any John, else? we'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> <You bastard. laughs>
0: oh dear, Adam Huffman's come back. Has it, again, he? He walks couple... back, because yes. I'm oh, going to tell Adam. him what you did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: going to yeah. get you by me. You know, I'll see how it goes. I won't get you into trouble, because I just don't like the tension of an argument.
0: No, you hate arguments.
1: The other interesting thing that Jim said was, um, and this is obviously old hat, but it's always interesting to hear, is the quantum slit test. Oh, you, you oh, you, yes, the um, where well, you fire a single photon and it can go past pass through one or the other slit, yeah. but if you don't observe which slit it's going through, it does pass through both.
0: No, 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 that's not quite what happens. Don't tell me then. Let me, I'll, I'll explain the mm-hmm. the, and it's not just photons; it can be electrons as well, and they've even yeah. fired some atoms through it. So anything right. small, basically. Okay. Um, and if you have um, two little slits, mm-hmm. and you've got something that fires them one at a time. Well, firstly, they just fired them all at a time, because I want light. to know is light, because they it with light, is, wave it, or a is light a wave or is it a particle? Mm-hmm. I, is, it, is it something that's propagated? I thought, is it something that's <coughs> propagated through something else? What like did we,
1: Einstein think that light was?
0: Well, um,
1: well how did you figure it out that it was both?
0: Well, I think he decided, that, no, he had a problem with it. He basically right, okay. had a problem, but basically initially they wanted to find out, they said, is it, is there some fluid in the whole universe and light is just the propagation through the fluid? Like sound is air compressing and uncompressing right, and okay. passing through itself. So it, it does light do the same thing, but with mm-hmm. some other stuff we can't yet detect. Right. And they called that the ether. Mm-hmm. So is that something throughout the whole universe? Right. And so they said, well, let's, let's check if, it. if it's, if it's, is the ether, um, then it should act like a wave and when right. we and if you and indeed if you have two slits in a harbor wall and you put a wall, if you have one slit through a harbor wall mm-hmm. and you push water through it yeah um it comes out in this kind of semicircular wave spreading out yes um and if you put two slits, then two waves come out and they kind of interfere with each other. So where right. one wave crosses over the other wave, it'll be twice as high. Okay. And where the, the, the dip goes across the other, it'll cancel itself out. So where it hits the back of a harbor wall, mm-hmm. if, 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 if you put a detector, you'd find that there were kind of these, this stripy pattern right. with water. Yep. Uh, that's the uh, main house phone ringing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're being attacked by all sorts. So that's that. So, so. And they said, well, if, the, if we see the same sort of thing on the back of a photographic plate with light, mm-hmm. um, when we put um, one slit in and then two slits, then we mm-hmm. know it is a wave." So they did that. They put one slit and then they put two slits yeah. in. So the, the one slit, they just saw the pattern, as you'd expect. It just got, it, it, it kind of hit the wall and uh, it hit the photographic plate and then got darker and darker and darker as it went to the uh-huh. side. Yeah. And when they put two slits in, there was that kind of stripy interference pattern. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a
1: Yeah,
0: And so they 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 said that's that that's fine, and it kind of predicted and so when you when you and so they 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 did that experiment, and they were happy with that um The problem is when you go through and they sort of want to see well, okay, um what happens when we fire just one photon at a time or mm-hmm. one electron at a time mm-hmm. and they fired the electron of the photon and they fired another one and another one, and they waited for half an hour a day, whatever, looked at the photographic plate. And they found the same mm. interference pattern. Right, That's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. What's it interfering with? Because we're only firing one at a time. It's not like there's any wave to overlap. Yes. So we thought it was a particle. We thought we could get to a particle. And yet, you know, because they said, okay, we can get these distinct bundles, yeah. which which are little wavelets or whatever. And they found mm-hmm. actually we still seems to be interfering with something. What's it right. interfering with? Because we're firing one at a time, hits the wall, fire the next one, hits the wall. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, is it interfering with itself? Is it splitting? Is, is the photon right. splitting and then half of one, half of it's going through one side, so half of it's going through the other and then it comes back and interferes with itself rather like, um, some gentlemen do. And <laughs> is, is, is that what's happening? They said, well, we, we'd better take a look. Let's yeah. see which split it's going through. Mm-hmm. So, so they I mean, put yeah, a detector, they put a detector and said, well, let's see which ones comes through. And then what happened? It's the interference pattern disappeared. Yes. Um, basically it was just going through. Always one or the other, but mm-hmm. never both. And when it hit the back wall, it just hit it like in a big pile of marbles. Right. I, the whole waveness of it disappeared. Mm-hmm. It appeared that it was a particle again. Right. So I said, that's very odd. Our in, our, obviously, our detectors somehow interfering. Yeah, yes. So what they did was they said, well, what if we keep the detector there? We tell the detector to carry on doing what it's doing now. We just won't look at the result. Yeah. I We won't connect it to mm-hmm. the monitor in the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the wave appeared again. Right i if we weren't explicitly knowing
1: mm-hmm.
0: which one it went through, it went through both, yes, but the moment we knew mm-hmm. which one it went through, it went through one or the other, and yeah. the interference pattern disappeared, mm-hmm. so it wasn't the observing that was causing the problem, it was the knowing, yes, it was forcing there to be an answer that caused the result of the experiment to be different Sorry. and 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 what's more, there's a delayed choice thing i once it's already gone through, you can decide to pull up the back wall or put it back down again. You can decide to have detected once it's already happened, and that will still cause the experiment to be different. So it's just knowing that causes right. the experiment to be different. So
1: my questions are about this.
0: So observation, knowing and yes. observing seems to be the important thing here. Yep. And, and since everything's made out of quantum um, material, mm-hmm. even though when it's bigger, there's a multitude of it, the whole world in some way is affected by our observing yes.
1: it. So what I would, what I question I have for you is, does it need to be observed or known by a self-aware consciousness? Well, there's a debate. We don't know. Okay, so what I want to know is if you put a ladybird mm-hmm. and I gave a ladybird the observation, mm-hmm. would the result? Still be fixed, or d- does it need a and con- a self-aware consciousness to be to be? Effective? Well, there's a problem
0: with that in that we'd have to observe. Yes. Anyway, I mean, I don't know where they I don't know the full ins and outs of it, but mm. it seems to be. And there are there are there are a number of different interpretations. The Copenhagen interpretation says yes, it's observing the result that right. makes a difference, and that's the orthodox interpretation. Mm-hmm. There there are other interpretations which says multiverse, which means that the universe splits into two and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which um, are you
1: more likely to favour? Nah. I find multiverse theory very lazy. I feel like it's It's. I feel it's almost like trying to explain the appearance of valleys by big snakes having gone through the land. It feels. It feels um, like Rudyard Kipling. The problem is there is no.
0: There is no elegant interpretation. There is none that works well. There's the maths, and the maths does it, and there's the observations, and the observations do it. I think it. But there's no. There is no good metaphysical explanation for Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, the universe is acting peculiarly. There is also, for example, what Einstein called spooky action at distance, right. where you can get two particles entangled. Which is, a, you can give them certain properties, like you can what they call quantum spin. Yes, yes. And as soon, you can and send, you, separate, you can yeah. send the particle to the other side of the universe, and as soon as you change the spin on this mm-hmm. one, it'll change instantaneously so, yes. on the other side of the universe. Which means that, in some profound way, our notion of distance is completely
1: false. Which led to another thing, uh, Jim... And you, there's an
0: interconnectedness of all things in a yes, very profound way.
1: Which is, which, argue, Jim was arguing that perhaps three dimensions is an illusion. Mm. And that we perceive the third dimension as a, as a hologram, almost like we're experiencing a hologram and we, mm. we're, we're in fact two-dimensional and we misunderstand the third Yes, dimension. exactly.
0: There are a number, there are a number of different interpretations of quantum mechanics. Yes. Some people suggest that it, it's highly suggested that we're in some sort of simulation. Mm-hmm. Um because the universe appears to be in some way digital, and also where it appears that... What do you mean by that,
1: it appears to be digital?
0: Well, in as much as quantum mechanics, you can only be one energy level, the other you hop. Right. You, it's, it's like when you sound... Oh, so it's bi- it's when you binary. Well, not even by, well oh, okay. yeah, to a sense, but like, like when you do a sound sample. Analog is where the wave is constantly changing, but, mm-hmm. but a digital sound sample of that wave means that, you know, if you look at it, they're little steps. Right. Or little pixels. I.e., you, you, they, if you sort of say, well, what's the value... what's the value of that graphic and you sort of say well what's between the two pixels there's no such thing as between the two pixels the pixel's either there or it's there the universe appears to act like that as well okay and so it's always either there or there there's stepping with nothing there's no notion of there being a continuous value in between it Um, and also um, the fact is when you when you look at one thing you can know for example the position of a particle or you can know um, its velocity, how fast it's going, but right. you can't know both. And it's not simply because we're knocking it with billiard balls to look at it. Mm-hmm. It seems to be something profoundly um, ontological about that, In as much
1: as... Explain ontological, because most people forget what that word um, well, means between Well, it,
0: it, 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 it's, it's basically to do with the very nature of it. It's to do with its existence. It's not right. merely to do with how we perceive it. Mm-hmm. Um, in as much as we can ever say such a thing, because what actually happens is it appears to zero itself out and then randomize the next time. Right. So if you said, okay, it's going at that speed, uh, and then I quickly do a positional check, the next time you do a speed check, it's a completely random figure. It's as if, it, it's, as if it's, like a, it's a computer register that completely zeros itself out and randomizes itself again. Right. It can only store one value at a time, and as long as you ask for that value, it'll give you the correct value. But the moment you mm-hmm. ask for another value, it completely randomizes again when you right. ask for that value to come back. It's like, there's no room to store the two values at once.
1: So, when I was a teenager, when I was about 16, I thought to myself, I dropped, it, I held an eraser and I dropped it so it hit the desk. Mm-hmm. And what I argued, and no one seemed to know, none of the teachers seemed to know what to say to this, is, mm-hmm. as I drop it, um, does it exist? Because it's in no, it's at no fixed point at any particular time. It doesn't, to identify something, you need to know where it is at a particular moment. But the, because it's in perpetual continuous motion, it's nowhere. Well, you're—I hate to use
0: the phrase, but you're begging the question about what it is. What is the it? Right. And what does exist mean? You see, yeah, you—that—that's the problem. I mean, there, there. What scientists these days say is that everything there is a wave is a potential wave function, which then right. collapses when you observe it. Now, what does that mean in in um? What does that, that 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 mean in ontological terms? Who knows?
1: Well, see, as a Christian, Lord Jesus knows. As a, well, as a Christian, I think it's fascinating. Because Only God,
0: a uh, God knows.
1: The, the, the <laughs> that's you, that's the, the answer. To a it. very good question that people ask about Christianity and its core beliefs is: if you were a God, why would you make human beings? Hmm. What's the reason for doing that? And the answer Christians tend to give is because if God is love. Mm. Then God needs to love, mm. and so that's why God well, exists in Trinity is to, so it can. Well, be God doesn't kind of, need anything. But, well, yes, but to, to like, need, well, I'm t- I'm to, need
0: you, to need to need is to I'm, is to have imperfections. I'm, t- but I'm
1: telling you the the the, 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 the rote Christian answer, the standard Christian answer. So God exists in Trinity so that it can be a self-perpetuating well, I mean, love machine. I mean, um, they talk about blasphemy, the, but how much more interesting is it to say? that humans need to exist for the universe to be, inter- to be, to be. Well, yes. It has to be interpreted. Why is there a consciousness? That's more of a... Because that, it has to be interpreted. Well, that, to, that, to that's more
0: of a, um, I mean, scientists don't like talking like that, but actually... Well, of course scientists do but, but, but there are scientists who will say that um, our perception of the universe is what affects it. And indeed, they also say we're actually affecting the past of the universe by observing it. When we look... Right, when actually. we When we look at very distant stars... Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain ways that the photons could have traveled, um, uh, going around one or the other through gravitational lensing, similar through the slits. Right. And by looking at it, we're kind of forcing oh, it in retrospect, even though it's taken billions of years to go there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the decision was made billions of years ago. The fact that it hits our, we decide to observe it at that point almost seems retrospectively to change the decision that had to be made for us to see it like that. There are all I sorts have of a, peculiar parameters. I have paradoxes. a much
1: stronger instinct for, I, I, this idea of the th- of a third dimension being, our illusion is I find I can't get my head around obviously but I find myself much more instinctively able to assume that time is our illusion Mm. that seems much easier to get my head around there's like this consciousness of this belief that there's past present and future Mm. almost seems naive to think when you think about it and so I guess that that Mm. well what's what's very
0: interesting about time is try and define time people say time is well it's a flow Mm-hmm. a flow of what, a flow of time, you start becoming yes. very yes. recursive. Yeah. No, time isn't a flow. We measure flows with time. Mm-hmm. Ti- a flow is something we measure yes, with that's time. True. That's so you can't say that time flows because mm-hmm. you're saying the thing that we measure with time does the thing that we measure with time, yes, does the th- you know. Yeah, so actually, time is pretty indefinable.
1: Well, all we can define is this instant and this instant and this
0: instant. Which we can't really do either. Well,
1: no, because it's as it's my falling eraser theory. Again, mm. you can't... There isn't an an instant, is there? It's always Well, yeah, but
0: you're talking about Zeno's arrow paradox. There Am well. I? Well, there is Zeno's arrow paradox. Zeno has no language. Zeno, Zeno, all I have is Zeno, six form... Well, well Z, 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 a, Z, a, Z, Z, Zeno had a number amateur. of... Zeno had a number of paradoxes. Um mm-hmm. one of his famous ones is called Zeno's arrows paradox. And he says that if an arrow is fired it can never reach its destination it can never reach its target. Right. What?
1: Well, this is the frog hopping along the, the, the lily pad the why is halving its distance. Yeah exactly. Exactly so exactly. Yeah.
0: And so what that suggests to us is that again there's some infinitesimally small um pixel in the universe. Beyond which you can no longer divide.
1: Isn't I I find that, I love that, because when, when you think, when, as soon as someone says to you, the frog hops half Mm. the distance, it's in the center of the pond and each hop is half the distance of the previous pond, when does it reach the edge? And when you realize it it reaches the edge in infinity time, Mm. not that it never reaches the edge, Mm. but it reaches the edge in infinity time. When you realize that, what my brain does in that knowledge is go, (laughs) forget that, it reaches the edge because I I saw it on the ground. And, and so so you just dismiss it. Rather than think to, and what I realise I don't do is I dismiss it as somehow wrong because the thought does reach the It end. wasn't
0: it, it wasn't just you. Um Everybody kind of, there were, there were kind uh-huh. of four paradoxes which Zeno did thousands right. of years ago. And you're like, oh. <laughs> That's true. You
1: whereas, whereas it's if just they, so easy. whereas, whereas, whereas together, there was
0: a, I was actually reading an article about this yeah. the other day. If they'd have taken each one of them seriously and said, this really, this means that our whole common sense perception of the universe mm-hmm. is screwed and must be wrong. So that could be then, thousands then, of then, years ahead no, of but No, of we're we're we, no, but we also, I mean, the first one basically prefigured quantum mechanics. And I think mm-hmm. the fourth one prefigured relativity. Um, <laughs> About two runners running at each other and you're never, never and that kind of thing. And there was, and if, if they'd actually taken the implications seriously, we would have reached the, we would have reached Einstein's and Planck's that's, conclusions. That's what I'm saying. would be thousands of
1: years ahead Right. Years. right going, oh, what
0: a funny, what a funny little game this is. <laughs> no,
1: but isn't that funny that it's much easier just to say, Oh, well, never mind that the two completely contradict each other. One of them's wrong. And just getting on with it rather than going, Wow, that's an amazing question. And well, yes. just enjoy, reveling what, in that space. A paradox, between.
0: a paradox should reveal that something that we thought was true isn't.
1: Yes, we should, and we should revel in that, unknow- in that well, unknowledge. Well, philosophers,
0: that's what philosophy is. We yeah. do. It's just that people who don't do philosophy Most don't people, do Well,
1: they have done No one's ever taught me anything. Well, that's,
0: that's, that's, so, that's the point of philosophy. It's, it's, it's finding questions which force us into uncomfortable, necessarily uncomfortable positions. I and a guess.
1: position of yeah.
0: unknowledge. You have to be in an uncomfortable position. Anyway, where are we?
1: we wait, wait. It's time we? to go to Pizza Express or I missed my train.
0: Pizza Rexpress. We need the intrusive R. Pizza Rexpress.
1: <laughs> is that an intrusive R? Yes. I thought that was an excellent chat toward the end, though. I enjoyed that. Bye-bye. Bye.